if I could stress anything to a young producer, like, is know your business. Because I think it's even more about the business than it is the music these days, for sure. I'm going to be real. Y'all niggas selfish, bro. What you mean, bro? Selfish as hell. Metro was like, these niggas have a book on how to make it. That shit real? Bro, everybody got the same 24 hours. He's spending his time hating on something. There's one thing about this whole conversation I want people to take is... All right, man, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today we got Legendary, Long Overdue. I'm talking about super long overdue. But we got DJ Spins now. Listen, if you don't know who DJ Spins is, bro, you tweaking like, like this man got an 808. <laughs> and I'm talking about that shit more you, that shit more overused than the Wicked Wham at the uh, Railway type beats. I'm talking about this 808 <laughs> carrying track beats right now. I'm talking about this 808 got down. Put legacy effects on. I'm talking about it one for this 808. This nigga looking at me like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it one for this 808. Goddamn, FL wouldn't even be popular right now, yeah. bro. Yeah, I'm saying if it one for this 808. Goddamn, it wouldn't even be spins, tight beat tutorials, type. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Nah, let me tell, bro. What's up with you though, bro? I'm chilling, bro. How y'all? Man, chilling, man. And we got JB in the cut. JB was good, bro. All right, man, so this interview, man, we finna break down everything. Like, if y'all don't know the background team, um, behind DJ Spins, man, this man was there on the Atlanta, like, wave, the 2015, 2016, Metro Booming, Southside come up. Like, we finna dive into that whole story. Of course, we're gonna get into the Spins 808. And we just gonna get into more stuff, man. I was on your page and um, getting notes for the interview and stuff, and I see Lo-Fi, I'm like... It was like, bro, that shit hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? So we gotta get into all of that. But um, let's go ahead and, you know, beat the bush. Talk about that 808, bro. <laughs> this is the first topic, for sure. Uh, Spins 808, man, shit. Hey, what more can I say? You know, shit. I will say this, like, I never put out a drum kit in my life. You know what I'm saying? So the fact of a Spins 808, you know, it's like I've been greeted with it more times than I can count. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm. it's way bigger than me, you know? So, like... What I always tell people is I'm like, okay, I'm really just glad to be a part of something that could help the community or, you know what I'm saying, help people get to a means like, okay, you use the spins 808. I use this in all my beats, bro. I'm like, that shit got it bumping? You like, hell yeah, you feel me? Like, that shit, that's like fire to me because it's like, shit, I'm associated with that. You know what I mean? Like, as far as like, they like, who made the spins 808? Bruh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, all sounds are are tools, you know what I'm saying? And like, you feel me? Like, if you a goddamn, you know, a craftsman or something, like you gonna use tools. Like, that's like telling him he can't use a screwdriver. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, to get to where you trying to get to, you use tools and everybody use tools differently. You feel me? So like, that's, it's a beautiful thing to me. You feel me? Like, and I try to just like, like it's been several mornings I wake up and my, my uh gram, like boy, my mentions is going nuts. And it be from like y'all page of like people just back and forth about the 808. So I'm like, damn, this shit is really like way beyond me. It's crazy. And I'm like, shit, I'ma just stay out of it. You feel me? If that shit is helping y'all, I love it. That's what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a great thing. Bro, that you ain't never thought about copyright the 808? I was talking to my brother. I said, what if they did copyright the 808 and just come for every song used on that bit? Man, that's a fat ass check, bro. I'm talking about, <laughs> that shit fat ass, bro. Man, you know, it's like, bro, I thought about it. 
You know what I'm saying? But like, man, that's just like that's like Moog or Rolling. You know what I'm saying? Like copywriting a sound that they put in the keyboard for people to use. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody gonna use it a special way. You know what I'm saying? And make it their own. You know what I'm saying? So that that as it's like a beautiful thing to me, bro. Like I I really don't even look at it like that. So you never found out who made it? Well, so like, okay, true story. Um, I got a kit from Sunny Digital, and it was like probably, I want to say 2009, maybe 2010. It was somewhere in that era. But like, uh, I had went to his crib, and then he just he gave me some sounds or whatever. Like, I was just starting to fuck with FL. And um, it was a kit, and it was it had a bunch of B-Weezy 808s in it. And like, it had... B Weezy 808, I think maybe the like 10 or 11. And then it had a couple more 808s. It had a spins 808 in the kit. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, I found out later that B Weezy was making those kits. You know what I'm saying? But like, as far as like who made that 808, bruh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, you know what I mean? I got it in the kit. I got a spins 808 in the kit that was given to me. And yes, it was an 808 that I had used in songs before because... I feel like most sounds are recycled. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, shit, you know you could just download a sound and you might put a compressor on it, you might put a distortion on it or whatever and retag it, whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? But the origin of the sound, like, I can't take credit for that. You know what I'm saying? But have I used the sound in a lot of beats before I got the kit? Yeah, that exact same 808. You know what I mean? But, yeah, it seems like it's been just as good a tool to me as it's been to everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So keep using that shit, bro. I respect that, bro. I ain't gonna cut. I would've gone that bit, be like, hell yeah, I made that shit, man. I got that. <laughs> that shit came from. I would've no came cap. up with some crazy hella plugins, yeah. hella plugins on the, on the master. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah. So man. I mean, the second question would be like, the way you used it, like it's just it's a knocking 808. You feel me? So like, for producers out there that want to know, like, how do they get their 808s and kicks knocking? Like, what advice would you give them? Like, man, just develop your own sound, you know? Like, I feel like, and that's what's going to take you far anyway, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, just maybe rough examples here, but, like, if you go to McDonald's to get a double cheeseburger, like, you want a McDonald's double cheeseburger. Like, it ain't going to taste like Burger King double cheeseburger, you feel me? So, like, craft your shit, you know what I'm saying? Try, try whatever, experiment, you feel me, to no end. And, like, you know, like, I feel naturally you'll start the you know, develop your sound, you know what I'm saying? And like how you use it, like the way Southside use maybe a Spins 808 or a 808 is going to be totally different from how I would use it. And Metro, the same thing, you know what I'm saying? So like just craft your own sound. That's what I would say. You know, I can't tell you how to do that, but. I feel it. So, I mean, let's go back. Let's go all the way back. Are you from Atlanta? No, nah, I'm from Augusta. Augusta, Georgia? For sure. So like talk about like how you like got started into making beats or DJing. My my grandparents, uh, my grandma and my uncle, um, they owned a supper club back home. So, like, literally, when I was born, like, I was zero. Like, I was, like, into the clubs, a bar and uh, a day bar. And then my uh, grandma ran a soul food restaurant or whatnot. So, like, they would play, like, blues and, you know, saying old school and shit like that. And I just literally grew up every you know every year every day in there and then at nighttime they have a dj so i i just took a liking to the music early like you know what i'm saying he actually had vinyl and shit he would play and he would play shit off a little cd player 
So I took an interest to that and like probably when I was like nine or ten, like shit, I had like a CD collection that was kind of like his. Like I was just stacking up. Like I used to go to the store. I used to ask my mama to take me to the store. Like that'll be like I get good report cards. I can go like buy CDs and shit. So I was doing that. And then I shit, probably I was nine or ten. I wanted to like I wanted some turntables. I was like, man, I want to DJ. And um, I think like 12, I got some turntables. Long story short. Um, I finally got some and then I started DJing and I ended up DJing on the radio station like by the time I was 16 in Augusta. So like I was just, yeah, like I was I was really just loving, you know what I'm saying, music or whatever. And then shit, I moved to Atlanta when I was 18. And after that, um, shit, I had been DJing like like eight years. So it was like, you know, I got up here and I kind of saw like, cause I used to study shit like, like, like real, like turntable type shit, like turntablism and shit. Like I was watching Jazzy Jeff and fucking Q-Bird and shit like that. I used to be on that type shit. So when I got up here, it was like, you know, I noticed that niggas wasn't on that. Niggas was, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it was about rocking the party. So, you know, I got put into that and then shit. Shit, probably a year later, I was like, shit, this DJing shit is kind of easy. I was like, shit, I want to start making the shit that make people move. So I started playing with production. Like, I got, like, a little MIDI keyboard, and I think the first shit I had uh, was Reason. And shit, I just started fucking around with that shit. Like, and Scream, uh, DJ Scream, he was, like, uh, he always been, like, a, a mentor to me. He kind of took me in when I moved up here and just helped me out put me in line with gigs and just, you know, always was a, a big brother. And um, shit, I was like, yeah, I'm fucking around. I've just been trying to learn how to make beats and shit. I'm like, they trash or whatever. And then he was listening. He was like, nah, you actually got some shit. And like, he introduced me to like the first people who actually like, he was like, yeah, Spears got beats, you know, and shit. The first person to rap on my beat was like Gorilla Zoe and shit. So... Yeah, after that, I just kept, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, damn, people like this shit. Shit, let's keep going. My interest was peak. Wow, that's hard. So, like, <clears throat> what led up to, like, your first, who was, like, the first big artist you started working with in London? Big art, well, shit, to me at the time, Gorillaz always, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was, he was definitely somebody, you know what I'm saying? And, like, being over there at Block Studio, I, Scream used to take me over there, Scream and Ripper take me over there. I met, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people. I met Sonny over there, too. Um... Jacquees, you know what I'm saying? And like, um, I say he, yeah, he was the big, the first big, so to speak, rapper to uh, rap on my shit. And then after that, um, I developed a friendship with Travis Porter because like I was DJing the clubs and they would be there. We was like the same age. Shit, me and Ali even got the same birthday. Like he just born a year after me. So, like, we was just kicking it. And then that's kind of, like, I guess you would say, like, my first song that, like, people was like, oh, okay, like, damn, now nah, this shit doing something. I'm actually playing it when I go out and DJ and shit. So, yeah, I'd say Travis Porter, I guess. So, like, talk about, like, it come up with all the guys. Because, like, what I hear in a lot of stories and stuff, it really all started at Sunny Digital House. Yeah, so, like, well, Sunny had, like, it was it was like mixes. Sonny always had his mix going on. I think he used to call it 516. And he used to throw parties. But I had my mixes going on, too. Like, I used to have an apartment in Dunwoody. And, like, that's where, like, I made, like, 
Go Shorty Go with Travis Porter, Get Naked, all them first songs was in my apartment or whatever. But then me and Sonny had linked up just because we was, you know, two young dudes doing the same shit. And I'd pull up to his crib and he was having functions over there. And like, you know, like we just all, you know, it was kind of like, okay, I don't know. We just kind of adopted each other's as brothers because we was like in the, like in the same shit, you know what I'm saying? We young dudes, like we looking up to the the Shawty Reds and the Drummer Boys and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? But we didn't really have access to these guys, you know what I'm saying? It was just like us. So, yeah, we just developed a friendship and like where, like I think what you're referring to a lot is probably like when we really came together at Dart and like we was like living at Dart, like me, Metro, Sizzle, um, shit, Weezy was there too, you know what I'm saying? Weezy was a little younger, but like, um, like, I think that's like the big, you know, it's like the producer union or whatever. Like, we was all basically living at dark, you know what I'm saying? And like, shit, man, we brought so many artists through there and like, shit, we would like sleep there. I'm, I was staying like around the corner at the time. So literally, and they had showers there. So like, I might stay there, shower there or go home and shower, come right back. Like, and it's like two, three years straight. You feel me? So like, we just was working. Sonny, I remember he introduced me to uh, Makona. It's like whoever we was working with, we would just like tell them to come to church. Like, you know what I'm saying? Come to the spot, pull up, you know what I'm saying? And we just was making shit. Before we get into the rest of the interview, I want to talk to you about BeatStars. If you don't know what BeatStars is, BeatStars is the world's number one digital marketplace to sell beats. This is something that Ant Chamberlain and TNT done use to make a living selling beats online. BeatStars allows producers to sell their products worldwide. Beats, kits, loops, graphic design, video editing, I'm talking about any type of services. Top artists could come and buy your beats. For example, Lil Nas X Old Town Road is actually a beat that was brought from BeatStars. Whether you're an independent artist, A&R, manager, there are a million beats on BeatStars available for you in any style if you're an artist that watch our interviews you could buy beats on here at very low rates and you could also buy exclusive beats all to yourself and if you're a producer you should know goddamn well beatstars is the perfect place for you so after this interview make sure you sign up for beatstars.com by typing in beatstars.com pg and beatstars is not that hard at all beatstars is very usually friendly where you can make your page and account just like that and then on top of that right now you can get one free month of premium membership for you to open up your own virtual music store using code producer all right let's get back to this interview i got a few questions for you but the first one Ask is like, what changed from back then to now for a producer that's trying to migrate to Atlanta and get to working? I think it's it's a lot it's a lot different. Um, but also like I think producers have a a lot more resources now. You know, what I'm saying the internet is, you know, such a tool and just connecting people. You know, what I'm saying a lot of the loop guys are from fucking overseas or whatever. You know, what I'm saying so. You know, it's good to be in somebody's proximity, but like. Man, the internet now, you could just make a lot of connections from just being hungry and, you know what I'm saying, reaching out to people. You know, everybody not, might not respond, but you'll get some hits if you're consistent enough, you know what I'm saying? And if you got some good work, somebody will give you a listen, you know what I mean? People are always, listen, uh, you know, looking for material. So I think um, back then, the, the landscape was just different, like, because... Probably, like, the DARP era was getting into, like, the streaming era, what we at now with, like, the DSPs and Spotify and stuff like that. But before that, like, where I was, like, making a lot of records and, like, really, like, feeling the energy, it was, like, I would DJ in the club and, like, the club was, like, when an artist just made a record, like, 
they're coming to the club that night to play the record versus now it's like, okay, you're trying to get the most streams. Well, back at that point, you was trying to get the city. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now you you basically trying to conquer the world, you know what I'm saying? And then the city, you know, shit, the, the city is small compared to the world, you feel me? So I feel like it was just, you know, due to technology, like, you know, we were starting from more of an organic home type of base, you know what I mean? And looking back on it, it probably, it makes it really special, you know what I'm saying? For a producer that's migrating from, like, Virginia, like, South Carolina or something, in this day and age, what's some of the first steps they should take to get in those rooms? Oh, man, just be hungry, man. Like, like if you know, like, like Atlanta's pretty small, you know what I'm saying? So, like, and it seems like today everybody got their mix going on. So, you know, it might be this camp over here. They work at this studio all the time. And to be fair, like, that knowledge is, like, you can find that out if you really want to know, you know what I'm saying, where somebody at. And, you know, you got you to gotta work your move. You know what I'm saying? Like, if these niggas be recording over here, I'm trying to get over here. Like, I'm finna find any excuse in the world to be over here. You know what I'm saying? And and to insert myself into a situation where I can be over here. You know what I mean? So you just gotta you gotta move with intent. You know, like that's that's what I say about that. So when did the record cashing out come up? Uh, I want to say like maybe 2011. Was it? I remember I was probably like in middle school. I think I was <laughs> in middle Damn. school. Damn, shit came. Wow, I'm old as hell. You said 2011. <laughs> I, was yeah, 11. Was in, I was in like sixth grade. Yeah, bro. Oh bullshit. Word. But I remember that shit on like 106 and Park and shit. Oh, yeah. like, Damn. Playing that bit. So like, talk about that. Cause I know that was a big check. Like, but I know like <laughs> as far as like the business, like how did that shit go compared to the business now? Um, yeah, it's definitely changed a lot, and I I think um. You know, shit is moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Back then, like, when I signed my pub deal, like, it was an MDRC. I don't know if y'all familiar with what that is, but basically it's like um, a delivery commitment. So basically you have to you have to submit a certain amount of records to the label or whoever you sign to um, and recoup. You know what I'm saying? So you could be recouped. And, you know, because a pub deal, they're going to give you some money up front. You know what I'm saying? You could be recouped, but if you ain't feel your MDRC, then it's like you still in this deal and they still collecting off your shit. So now I know they've moved the notion to like a lot of deals don't have an MDRC. It's based off recoupment. And I think that's, you know, that's a good step for producers. But it's still a ways to go. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, it's still an uphill battle. You feel me? But um, I it's it's... It's working to get better. And what I would tell, like, any young producer, too, like, man, know your business. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, take time to study. Like, niggas just be making beats and want a placement. But, like, man, like, understand, you know what I'm saying, this paperwork. Like, if a nigga just give you $5,000 or $7,500 or whatever, like, understand what you just signed to do. You know what I'm saying? To, to get that money. You feel me? Like, and know what you getting into. Like, I think people just kind of look at the numbers and the glitz and glamour and they miss the point. You know what I'm saying? And like all of the older guys, you'll see them, they they be big. Like we talk to Jay-Z and people like that. Like they talking about ownership, you know what I'm saying? Because that's important. You know what I mean? And I, I really, if I could stress anything to a young producer, like is know your business. Cause I think it's even more about the business than it is the music these days for sure. 
Ooh, what? Get you. No question. What you gotta say about music producers getting fucked? Like, <laughs> not, not like that, but like, like on the business side, like we be seeing a lot of producers like, oh, this nigga got them stole my shit or fuck their label on Instagram type shit. Like, I don't know what you feel like the problem is. Like, if fuck this label on Instagram gonna get you your money? Hell no. So what? You know, like, so like the type of person I am, like I'm a solution based based person. So, you know, I'm not going to dwell on the problem. I'm looking for a solution. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the rants, you know, if that's going to help you get to the solution, then cool. But for me, you know, like, I nah, like, how we finna get this solved? Like, I need to be talking to my business team or finding somebody who going to go fight for me, you know what I'm saying? And get what I, you know what I'm saying? Shit, put me in a proper negotiation. Like, I feel we did this interview with, our, um, you know, Verse. Mm-mm. Uh, we did an interview with him or whatever, and he was talking about, like, he was saying, like, advice for producers, basically. Um, he was saying, like, you're probably best off with a lawyer than you is with a manager, like a really, really good lawyer that know the business than a manager who just going to, you know saying, check in type shit. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, shit, if a manager wants, you know, or feels entitled to, you know, anything that you do, you know what I'm saying? And you ain't really bring it to the table. Like, I think that's kind of bullshit. Like, if you're not creating me opportunities, like, like you feel me? Like, you, you're you not killing nothing, so you can't eat off my plate. You know what I'm saying? You got to, like, nah, that's not a, a deal I want to work out for myself. But a lawyer who's supposed to, and uh, shit, you might have to get a lawyer on a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's why I'm telling you, it's like, man, know your business. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, get a lawyer to tell you this, but you could double check him too. You know what I'm saying? You want to be on top of the game because, like, when you get fucked, what, you going to blame him? You fucked at that point. Like, it's over with. <laughs> what, uh... Like, what? <laughs> Take time to learn your shit, man. And what if you get to the uh, position in business to where you want to know did you have some situations that you got fucked? Yeah, like, man, my, my like I said, my first deal wasn't ideal. You know what I'm saying? like everybody got to get, like, you know what I'm saying? Screwed over one time, like. So you learn, and but make sure you learn from it. So when you go move to the next one, you know what I'm saying? You learn, you took that knowledge that you gained from that, and you apply it to your next situation. You know what I'm saying? Can you explain what happened a little bit? I don't feel like I got super, I feel like I'm blessed still, you know what I'm saying? So, Cause like I, I've seen way worse, you know what I mean? So like, but just shit, and now it's like my shit is, is done, you feel me? But I really don't look back on nothing with regrets. Like I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I like we in the present, you know what I'm saying? We shaping the future. So like, I can't dwell on, you know what I'm saying? If anything I can do for my past is learn from it. Like, I'm not sitting here like, oh, this nigga, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, like, I'm gonna go handle that if it's a problem, and we gonna square it away, you feel me? Like, I ain't walking around with no extra weight on my shoulders. So, like, describe, and I mean, this is really, like, easy, like, answer, like, it's common sense type shit, but, like, describe what, a, what your work ethic gotta look like to, like, really want this shit and really build with an artist type shit. Building with an artist, I, I think, is really important because, like, a lot of the, like, artists that I work with just came from relationships. It didn't, you know, like, like, and and another thing too, like, I see in the industry now is people work very closely with their circle. You know what I'm saying? So it was a time where it's just like, okay, 
let's just I'm just gonna use him as an example. But Manny Fresh, he came up with Cash Money or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And he was high, he was killing it, but everybody in the industry wanted a Manny Fresh beat. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like that happens a little bit, but it's still like, nah, like I've been working with my guy from day one and I'm still working with like some Drake and 40 shit. You feel me? Like, so that relationship that 40 built with Drake, you know what I'm saying, has lasted him to where he don't have to go and work with any new guy who pop up. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing I feel about with chasing placements. Like, like it's kind of hard, bro, because you not going to match everybody vibe. You know what I'm saying? So, like, lock in with who vibe that you do match. You know what I'm saying? And maximize on that versus just, like, trying to get to everybody. Oh, this nigga got a number one single. Let me send him some shit. Let me, you know what I'm saying? You, If that's your game, you know, do your thing. But, like, like for me, it's always been about a relationship. I respect that heavy because a lot of people that, some of the people, like, our audience, they might come to me, they may ask questions. And some people that have been in the interview, they might have gave advice and said, hey, Go hit everybody up. Literally, just fuck with everybody. And some people, they preach, like, having an exclusive brand. You know what I'm saying? It's just being attached to certain people who you want to. So I respect that, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, really link up and, like, see who they are for real. Yeah, because, like, like, the type of person I am, like, I'm a... If anybody who knows me, they going to tell you, like, I'm a vibe person, bro. Like, you could have one dollar, a million dollars, or a billion dollars. You feel me? We vibe. We vibe. You know what I mean? It ain't... I ain't on that type of shit. So, like, I feel like that's always who I made the best music with was people who I vibe with. Like, you know what I'm saying? I I didn't go in the studio like we finna make Go Shorty Go today. I didn't go in the studio like we finna make Fuck Up Some Commas today. You feel me? Like, get what? Go Shorty Go. We just we might have just came home from the club or something. You know what I'm saying? And there's some vibes going on. I'm just fucking around with my little shit. He like, hell yeah, boy, I like, yo, boo, 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 record. You know what I'm saying? You know, another day might be shit. I came home, I think cashing out. I had just DJed the night before, and I got home from the club and, like, just started the idea. Cash out was in the club that night, and he was like, come to the studio tomorrow. And I just started, like, a couple ideas, and that was one of the ideas I started after the club energy. You know what I'm saying? It just pulled up with that. It was just an idea. And then it's like, okay, people like it. Fire. Like... Versus, you know, like, <laughs> I could get into shit where I be, you know, I don't know. Some Sometimes that label shit be weird to me, you know. It be like, I need this. <laughs> like, I need a PlayStation 5 and a PlayStation 3 mixed together. Swear to God. Uh, with a 70 BPM note, you know what I'm saying? Like, you see what I mean? Like, nah, I don't. But, yeah. I remember, bro, who said, I think I seen a nigga posted on a video, bro. The nigga was like. Metro was like, these niggas have a book on how to make a beat, bro. That shit real? Hey, man. Show don't be lying, man. You feel me? These niggas got a book. Crazy. About. Shit crazy so, like, out here, That's man. how you do your 808 like that type shit, bro. I mean, you know, they they try to, a lot of, I'm not, I'm not speaking on no one in particular, but like, there are, you know, like, people want to dissect things. You know what I'm saying? It's like, basically what I was saying about us creating it, like, I'm not, consciously thinking about all the layers and this is like, you know, I'm thinking about a feeling when I'm making music, you know what I'm saying? And I, when I get that feeling, then it's like, okay, after you get that feeling, well, what was going on this magical day? You know what I'm saying? It's like, shit, that shit just felt right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like E equals MC squared and shit. Like, it was just like, shit, that was the vibe. You know what I'm saying? And 
Yeah. People fucking with the vibe. I see y'all like on the vibe way, so what's a crazy studio story? I know y'all went just on no boring just Oh boy. I mean, that's that's why I love my era of music so much because it's like that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like even I was thinking about this earlier and I'm like, see, like my brother, he's 21. You know what I'm saying? So he's like a lot more, he keeps me up to speed because like me, like in my world, like like the past few years, I've been diving off into these rabbit holes of jazz and like I'm I'm digging and looking for like, I'm I'm going back, you know what I'm saying? And, and studying, you know? And like, he like, bro, you heard the new little baby that just dropped? I'm like, nah, I play it for me. You know what I'm saying? I don't really keep up with it. Or like Trill will come to me and bring me something like, so it's like this music that's going on today is probably going to resonate to them different because they're that age. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not in my twenties no more. You know what I'm saying? So like, bro, like I respect all art, but for me it's like, bro, I'm not listening to spin the block music every day. Cause I ain't finna go spin the block fool. You know what I'm saying? Like that ain't what I'm on. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, you know, when we was making music, it's like people at the crib, you know what I'm saying? We might have some vibes going, you feel me? And shit, I just played something, and then we really probably telling a story about what's really happening right here, you know what I mean? It's like we packaging the moment up in a song. Like, and that, you know, that's, I still, you know what I mean? That's how I like to make music. Like, Sometimes it's like, if it's just a dead room, it's like, shit, ain't no vibe going shit. I'm finna go out and do something, you know what I mean? So I got something to, you know what I mean? Come in and, and use. So let's talk about like that vibe, like with future type shit. Cause that, that wave was like, I don't think you topping that shit, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. We were talking about like mixtape goats. <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. No disrespect to Wayne, bro. <laughs> yeah, straight <laughs> up. <laughs> no disrespect. Yeah. Oh, but future really got that shit, bro. I ain't yeah. gonna hold you, bro. Yeah. It's like, I know y'all niggas got. I'm gonna be real, y'all niggas selfish, bro. What you mean, y'all bro? Selfish as hell, cause I know y'all got y'all sitting on like two thousand plus songs we ain't never going here. Two thousand? Oh, probably probably way more than that. Ten. 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 Niggas selfish as hell. That's that's fucked up, bro. Listen, I tell you one thing about about my boy Pluto, boy. Been knowing this man over ten years. If it's seven days in the week. I don't give a fuck if he just went platinum, he just went diamond, he just goddamn made a million dollars in 60 minutes. If it's seven days in a week, Pluto in the studio, five, six, five minimum. Minimum. He don't, like, you feel me? Like, so, like, to see that type of work ethic and to see it from the bottom to the top, you know what I'm saying? And, didn't lose no momentum, like, with his work ethic. You feel me? Like, you know how somebody might get a hit, and it's like, all right, shit, it's like, shit, they just made it. You feel me? Like, like nah, fool, like, you looking at a hundred million there, like, niggas up, going on the way to a B, and still got them in the gym. It's like that Mamba mentality. It's like Kobe, you feel me? Like, I'm going to outwork everybody still. Like, when they everybody think I'm on top, bro, like, it's still work to do. Like, you know what I mean? So, like... For a nigga who lays in just, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want it that bad. You know what I'm saying? When I'm seeing these niggas, like, who at the top of the top, and they, you know what I mean, still got this type of work ethic, you feel me? Like, so, like, what's your favorite record that you, that you did with Future so far? Man, we got probably, a few that ain't... shit that ain't even released. Really. Yeah, we got a few that ain't came out. But, like, man, any, like, any time I get to record with, bro, it's just, you know, it's, 
it's a moment. It's special, you know what I'm saying? I I learned a lot, and I'm I'm grateful to have been around and just to absorb, you know what I'm saying, everything that goes into those sessions. So, like, I don't know, man. Every time it just, it just be like, all right, if I'm feeling like this, I might want to play this, but shit, it just, I, I, it's hard to pick a favorite, bro. Like, honestly. Bro, y'all got to bring them vlogs back, bro. <laughs> the vlogs. I'm saying, man. I've been watching them bitches in high school, bro. Which I mean, one? Like, all them shit. shit like, cooking up in school. All them whole, like, 808 Mafia vlogs. Yeah. Shit with on um, Fuse and shit. Yeah. I know there was one with you I was just looking at on yesterday when I, when I was getting my shit ready, so, like. Yeah. Bring them shit back, bro. Bring the vlogs back. Bring them back, yeah, yeah. Man, Turn the camera on. Man, we just need some, man, some fire cameramen, you feel me? Like, just fire camera, just hit us up, you feel me? Like. I just, five I just seen hit us up, bro. Hey, come pull up. That nigga talking about five cameras. I just like, seen like, bro. We ain't sitting right here. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, just come pull up. You feel right, me? Look, look. We got to do it. We got to do the vlog or something, man. Bring it back. Let's do it. Ten years later. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? For sure. Niggas making fire and shit. So, I mean, let's talk. Let's like let's, let's switch it up real quick. We're going to do a segment called Overrated, Underrated. All right, Basically, all right. I give you a topic, and you tell me if it's overrated, underrated. Yeah. Strip club. Damn, I gotta pick one, overrated or underrated. In twenty twenty two, it just depends on what you' trying to do. Break a record. Oh, overrated. 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 It's totally different now. It's a whole different. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Like right, yeah. Overrated. I don't cap, but when I'm in there, I ain't gonna cap. Like I be listening. Yeah. All the music. Like, oh God, like I be like, what's this? Like, well, let me elaborate. Cause like, all right, I feel like like feeling that energy, you know what I'm saying? Like, like is proper. Like you need that, you know what I'm saying? You need to see how people reacting to the music. So shit, you could bring the strip club to you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes nigga bring the strip club to them, but but you know, you get we gotta get that feel. You know what I'm saying? But it's just a lot of ways to do it now. Back then it was like that was the way, you know, the only way. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times. You still think it's like effective, like and I'm asking this because, like, I see a lot of times, like, people starting to make, like, their own motion with shit. It's so, like you were saying, you and Sunny Digital was doing parties back then. I see Sunny Digital now. He got the club digital at the studio For and sure. shit. So, like, m making a studio in Atlanta now, would that still be effective type shit? Or is making a studio in Atlanta? Like, just building a studio, open one up, would it be effective? I'm going to always say yes. Uh, even yeah. with as many studios as it is down here? Yeah, because, I mean, it's like, you know, it's just like a, a, a piece of art. A studio is a piece of art to me. You know what I'm saying? Every room is different. You know what I'm saying? Every room got a different vibe. So, hell yeah, shit. Don't never stop that shit. Keep keep going. All right, so overrated, underrated. OnlyFans. <laughs> I just okay. bullshit, bro. I, just, I, I, I mean, <laughs> bro, like, bro, from what, I, what I'm seeing, hey, man, these, these folks getting their money. You know what I'm saying? So... I fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? The shawty getting her money, goddamn, you know. I seen folks like, shit, they making a million plus on that shit. Boy, keep running that shit up. Do that shit. <laughs> shit. You got some subscriptions. <laughs> man, hell nah, nigga. I got somebody, goddamn. I'm collecting. Like, what he said, bro? Boy. <sighs> man, underrated. <laughs> OnlyFans, one up, let's get it. Yeah, you know <laughs> underrated. OnlyFans, run it up. Full running, full running. Yeah. Like what you mean, like a, a At the studio, like an intern. intern? Yeah. If you trying to build a position in that studio, like you, that's a way in. You ever intern before? Nah, I, I didn't. But you know what I'm saying. Like I know that as a, I've seen interns go from that to head engineers. You know what I'm saying. So like, if that's your 
you know, a part of your journey and you you trying to get to this destination, yeah, I fuck with that. Hell yeah. Absolutely. But like right. interns be getting hell, bro. See, you, you, you gotta go through some hell it's to fact. get to paradise, man. Like, bro, if it's just sunny every fucking day, bro, you not even gonna know how to appreciate the sun when that shit go away. You just gonna be like, damn. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, we got daytime and nighttime like to create a balance. Like, you feel me? If it wasn't no bad, we wouldn't appreciate the good. Like, you I know feel, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like you gotta go through some hell. Like, that's just like, like if a person, like, bro, I preach this too. It's like, bro, like having a handout, you know what I'm saying? Like, with money too. Like, all right, bet, bro. If somebody give you $100,000, you gonna treat this 100000 way different than if you put in blood, sweat, and tears for $100,000 and you made that yourself. You gonna spend that shit totally different. A nigga just gave you a hundred thousand. You might could blow that shit today, cause you ain't no sweat off your back. You ain't do nothing for that. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, bro. Like you gotta, you gotta go through that, bro. Like, like you gotta go through something to get to something better. Like, if everything was easy, then everybody would be doing everything. I right, man. So overrated, underrated, NPC. <sighs> nah, bro. Don't change my mind. I'm getting that bit, bro. Don't, don't say no <laughs> bad shit, bro. <laughs> um, I fuck with NPCs. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, I guess, uh, but I like dolls more. I it, will digital? say that. Are you going digital? I mean, I like both, you feel me? But like when I make a beat on the NPC, it always end up in FL or it end up in Ableton. Are you on Mac or Windows? Both. All right, boom. Yeah. All right, man. So we, we took this clip from Southside interview. Right. <laughs> Thomas Wiley. And all Southside was saying was like, no, that shit hit different on PC than Mac. I mean, you know, it, it it's it's it's. <laughs> he I'll to put it this way. No, no, no. I'm gonna tell you something though. <laughs> you know what I use FL on? On what? My PC, my Razer. I I don't have FL on my Mac. Mm. Okay. You just record on there. Hmm? You just recording. I use Ableton on my Mac. Ableton. Yeah. You use Ableton. Yeah. So what's what's like, what about Ableton you like? Because I see a lot of people starting to... I really it just dove into it this year, but I love Ableton, man. Like, because I've used, like, in my journey, I, like I said, I started on Reason, then I had, like, some little uh, outboard fusion type of situation. I had an MPC-1000. I had a Motif rack. And uh, I remember I couldn't even hook the MIDI up right. So I used to make, like, drum lines on my MPC and literally have to line them up in the session, like and make them match. Like, I do like a four bar county in with the metronome to make that shit line up and shit before I knew how to work the MIDI. But I had that, I had fucking Logic. Logic was what I made my first hit song, Cashing Out, Riot, shit like that. Um, and then Metro and Sizzle really kind of gave me the the runs of FL. Like I had been seeing like people use Fruity Loose forever, but I just never really fuck with it or uh, understood it. But Metro and Sizzle, like, really, like, they, I would say they taught me FL. You know what I'm saying? They taught me, like, the ins and outs and how to move about in that shit. You up to date with, like, the new plugins type shit? No, when you say new plugins, what you mean? Like, new sounds, like Keyscape. Oh, yeah, Keyscape ain't old, but, like, you know, just new sounds. We did this vlog, like, a couple days ago. We was, like, 
Man, let's go with FL 11 and cook up with the like legendary like Nexus Gladiator yeah, yeah. 2 the security. Yeah. I ain't gonna count though. That shit came crazy. Yeah, man. That shit felt like an old vibe. I ain't really had in a minute. Yeah. Me, and th- that's what I think about with all equipment. So like the NPC is like, all right, if that's the vibe you want, you feel me? Like, you know, that's how you work. Shit, it's it's a tool. You know what I'm saying? I got quite a few NPCs, you know what I'm saying? Cause I I might be feeling this way a day, you know what I'm saying? Some of the older NPCs got a, a certain kind of color to them, you know what I mean? If you run shit through them, you know, it come out a little different, you know what I mean? So I remember um, I did this shit. We did it behind the beat with Zaytoven and Traviton. I was asking Zaytoven, how much for a collab in person? That nigga was like, hey, bro, I'm going to be real. You're going to be mad as fuck. You done paid them my money. I done made that shit on NPC in five minutes. Oh, yeah, but so, now. Nah. <laughs> my boy going to cut that shit up like, boy, in a jiffy. All right, no cap, bro. Straight up. So to switch it up, like let's talk about the lo-fi. Overrated, yeah. underrated. Man. Lo-fi, the genre, um, I guess it's what you make it at this point. Like I really I like lo-fi, but more so I find that I like a certain vibe of lo-fi. Cause some of that shit could be like real, like sad and depressing, you know? And that ain't the shit I like. I, I like shit that make my day smoother. You know what I'm saying? I like shit that relax me you know so that type of lo-fi shit underrated i love it you know what i'm saying but i ain't trying to be over in the corner you know down and all that droopy shit right now so like how important is it for a producer to know like multi-genres type shit man i think it's it's very important because in my in my journey is like shit i like i ventured to different sounds you know what i mean like how you was feeling in 2012 might not be how you feel in 2014. And like, I consider like making beats and being a producer, like you're an artist, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you drawing pictures. So like your work this year, you know what I'm saying? Don't have, why would you want to keep drawing the same shit over and over again? You know what I mean? Like you feel this way. So this coming out, you know, like, so I, I think it's important to be free with your art. So this this random, but like I was thinking about, it. I seen this comment, um, what it was, you know, DB, he signed to ATL Jacobs. He like young brother come up. Okay, okay. So we did this um this cook up with DB. We posted on producer ground a couple weeks ago, and he was saying how like ATL Jacob his favorite producer. Like he was saying ATL Jacobs favorite over Metro. And I seen someone in the comments, and they was like, I feel like gonna pick ATL Jacob. ATL Jacob just like getting started. And I'm like. The fuck, nigga, that nigga been goddamn making beats for a long time. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he been in motion for a long ass time, and it's like I don't know. It's like niggas don't really see that four five years of groundwork type shit. And what I'm yeah. into is like, is there like an age limit to this shit? Because I'll be real with you, I'm about to be 23 in a couple more months. Oh man, you so young, man. But see, I don't think that because I be seeing the 15, 16 year olds with 30 yeah. plaques now. So I be thinking like <laughs> 30 plaques. I swear, I swear. Where? Let him figure some shit out. Timmy Turner and nigga with a plaque just like this, bro. Timmy Turner, <laughs> you tripping. <laughs> Timmy Turner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I be thinking like, damn, fuck, 25, some guy, some guy pop up type shit. But is it really an age limit to this shit, though? Because nah, then you got man. Southside. The nigga talking about um, on, on Million Dollar with the Game, he like 33 or some shit. And he yeah. done... Ten years later, he yeah. got there reinvented. Yeah. He about to drop a whole track with uh, Dirt Friday. You feel yeah. me? So yeah. it's like to be in the studio every day for like ten years straight. You know yeah, bro, that's what I'm saying. That's what our work ethic is like. Like, you feel me? Like, we really don't like because we love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like it ain't work when you love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you getting in there, you creating your art, bro. Like, so 
Nah, I don't think it's an age limit. I started DJing at nigga really 11 or 12, probably before that, you know, mentally. And shit, if I would have told somebody that I was going to be on the radio when I was 16, had my own show, like people probably would have thought I was crazy until it happened. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't no fucking age limit. You know what I'm saying, man? If you want some shit, go out here and get it, bro. Like recognize the opportunities that we have in front of us, like living in America, having the internet, like, bro, like tools. Like if it's one thing about this whole conversation I want people to take, it's tools, bro. It's tools. Use them. Tools. Use them, bro. Salutes, you feel me? Tools. Use them. Midis. Use them. Cool. Use, use them, fool. Use like, them, bro. Use them, bro. I hate no nigga that be like, bro, they don't even got it, bro. This shit, we post some, we could post fucking this shit right here. This a nigga in the comments talking about, Hey, I click niggas ain't no real ad producer. Like, what the fuck you talking about, man? Man, look, tell them folk to keep talking. Cause get what? You know what you doing? You building content right now. And what he doing? Adding to your content. Yeah. Building smoke, building. <laughs> you feel me? He always he's spending his time. Bro, everybody got the same 24 hours. He's spending his time hating on something. You feel me? That same time he's spending doing that, he could be doing something productive to, you know what I'm saying, enhance his life, enhance his library. You know what I'm saying? But he choose to come on here. Talk about click niggas. The click nigga getting their money. Shit, you might need to be a click nigga, bro. Nah. I don't count though. So I mean, talk about like, I know you started like rapping. You're an artist now and stuff. Yeah. But, like talk about before we even talk about that. Like when you gonna put out your project, like DJ Spins. <laughs> Man, the put thing with that is, is oh oh like the my Khaled yeah. my Khaled type of work. Yeah, man. Um, whenever it's ready, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I I. I would love to do that, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I got records that are unreleased, you know what I'm saying, that are near and dear to me. But, you know, it just it's kind of like, well, shit just got to line up in the universe, you know what I'm saying? I, and I don't think I hit that point yet, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I would love to, you know what I'm saying? I'm always cataloging for that. But, like, talk about the songs and stuff you got coming up. Uh, Meaning, like, you talking about on the artist side? Yeah, artist side, artist side. Oh, yeah, so, shit. With that, it's kind of like, just like anything else in my art, it's like, when I'm feeling it, you know, I, I, shit, I purchased my home and the first thing, before I moved into my house, like, I bought a house back in 2017. It was like, before I even move in this bitch, my studio gotta be done. Like, I'm not leaving my other crib with my shit already together to come into a house with no studio. So that was like number one. So like, when I catch inspiration, like, I capture it, you know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know. I can't tell you a date when that shit coming. You feel me? But I'm always cataloging. But like producer artist shit, that shit underrated. Like Sunny Digital, of course. But this is one producer, Sample Maker Nami. Mm -hmm. He dropped a project, and it was basically like, um, I forget what it's called, but it was inspired by Drake. Mm -hmm. Bro, I was playing him that shit. That shit so hard, and it's yeah. just like, bro, like, man, yeah, bro. And like, you know, I love what Sunny doing, just breaking that mold. You feel me? And putting that shit on Front Street because, like, bro, like, man, art is art. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, you got the system that's built around however that's built. and But that don't mean that, you know what I'm saying? It's not other beautiful things. Bro, every week I find something beautiful and I'm like, shit, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you go to my playlist or what I'm listening to now, it's so much random shit that people probably never heard of. But that shit is fucking amazing. You know what I mean? So you got the mainstream pushing this 1% of music. When there's so much other shit out there, bro. So, like, I'm, as a person, I'm always going to create art. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just near and dear to my heart. Like, 
Shit, bro. I ain't got no goddamn question, bro. You answered them shit. Ninja came in, just got the goddamn feel. Oh, well, yeah, I'm here, yeah, bro. You feel me? Questions, man. I so, appreciate y'all for having me, for sure. I feel you, but goddamn, what you got, bro? Man, what's the craziest future verse you heard, bro? What's the craziest <laughs> thing you heard a nigga future say? Future the only nigga that could voice could crack. That shit still hard, bro. <laughs> man, Pluto say so much crazy shit, bro. You bro, know, I know seven two. He was like five. You can see the five percent tint. Like, what the, who makes you think of that shit, bro? You, you live it. Yeah, yeah. But still though, this nigga added a syllable to this nigga added a syllable to one syllable word, bro. That shit was still hard. <laughs> you feel me? I, it's sure. <laughs> If if he didn't have that experience, you know what I'm saying, then he just sold it real good, you know what I'm saying. But favorite future tape, sheesh, man. Like I'm, and he know this, man. I, I'm in love with like, like that era. Like I, shit, I was here for Dirty Sprite. You feel me? Like I, I felt that I was a part of that. Gratefully, you know what I'm saying. But like, bro, like that era, like man, I still, I still listen to We Winning, like, like. Shit, bro, I'm going to at least hear that a couple times a year, no question. You feel me? Like, I love that era of, like, future music for sure. Um, and, and a lot of music for that matter. But, yeah, bro, like, I guess you could say twin, uh, from when Dirty Sprite came out, maybe, what, 2011 to goddamn, like, Monster. You know what I'm saying? Monster 56. Now, I remember the first time I heard Monster, the, the song. God, that you feel me? Like, that shit... It just felt different, you know what I'm saying? Like, amazing, you know what I'm saying? It, it still give me that feeling. I mean, I love the era, but at the same time, I hate the process of it. Because, like, now, if a record like Monster was to drop, or the FLP remake would be on YouTube. <laughs> it ain't no, it ain't one out now for it? Oh, yeah, it would be, oh, but yeah. I'm saying, it'd if it, be, if it be, came out it, now, it'd be out there. It'd be morning. accurate, it'd be accurate. Well, I remember niggas that shit. was on page Asa. 84 on YouTube trying to figure out how y'all niggas was doing that shit. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Oh, cap. Like, it's just a whole different area, you feel me? Hey, man. You got a lot of tools at your disposal, man. You know, what use them. Is, bro. But shit, man. I appreciate you all tapping in, man. We definitely got to get a vlog in sometime type shit. For sure, man. But, man, anything. But you already, I already know the biggest advice you're going to give, but if you just got any last thing to say to the people watching, man, what would you say? Hey, man, do you. You know what I'm saying? Do it well. And just go hard, bro. You feel me? Like, work hard, bro. Like, don't stop. Like, Stay relentless. So, man. Get to your destination. That's it. One last thing. Do you do any business outside of producing? Absolutely. Like, if it was one thing I would tell a, a inspiring producer, artist, anything, is get you some money. You feel me? Like, so many, I, I've encountered a lot. You know, people be like, I want to rap and whoop the whoop and I'm about to get my, my breakthrough and I just, I just need, it's a lot of I just need people. Like, bro, nah, bro, you don't need shit. Like, if somebody come give you something, you really starting in debt. So you starting under if somebody come give you something. Go get you some money, then goddamn shit. Shit might flow smoother for you because you work for it. Now you got something to talk about. You went out there and you got the money. When you get in the booth, nigga don't want to hear about a nigga. Bro. I know I don't want to hear a nigga on a rap song talking about how broke he is and he just waiting for a nigga to come give him some money. Boy, go get you some money and then... Put in it, invest into your crowd. Okay. Whether that's in music or outside of music, bro, go get you some money, bro. You're going to be a little hurt off that one, man. You got that one. Go get you some money, bro. <laughs> and that's a wrap, man. I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. We out.